You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. Today on the ZABEcast, kaboom! Who saw this live PGA Tour merger coming? Other than Donald Trump, just about nobody. We'll talk to sports business guru Marty Conway of Georgetown about it. So long ducking, hello fucking, goat with murder on its mind, a grimace shake, and get back to the office, you bums. Your 45-minute bonus edition of Pure Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. (laughs) Here we go. Wednesday, January 7th, 2023. Thank you for downloading. I did not see that coming. The Live PGA Tour merger partnership. The tri-tour arrangement with the PGA Tour, the Live Golf, and the DP Tour, which, let's be honest, they were added just because, all right, you want to come along? What's left of you, the European tour, with the billboards in the middle of the golf course on a Saturday and Sunday morning in the Golf Channel, and and always someone on the leaderboard that has an O with two dots over it, or an O with a slash through it. (laughs) I love watching European tour golf on the weekends. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, they were included as well. What is this thing? What's going to happen next? We are in the absolute early stages of an unbelievable global seismic earthquake fueled, of course, by money. We're going to talk about it a lot coming up here on the podcast. We have our friend, Marty Conway from Georgetown, who has been a pretty pro-live guy, but he's more like a, hey, man, I know how the world works. And money doesn't just talk. Money talks, and then more money will raise its voice, and then even more money will start yelling. And at some point, people are going to listen and they're going to go, you know what? I wouldn't mind a pile of that money because money is hard to come by for the most part. 
But let me get to some reaction first and foremost. Thank you for everybody who emails me at zabe at yahoo.com. I'm always available at that address. And by the way, the entries for Bloody Horns 12 are flowing in. I don't think we're going to last much longer than a week uh, to enter this event. It is the hardest, funnest, most sadistic two-man scramble in the state of Wisconsin. It's at the Bull in Sheboygan on Saturday, July 22nd. Sign up by going to bloodyhorns.com, bloodyhorns.com. No handicap necessary. Just get a good captain's choice partners. Two guys, two guys, captain's choice. Pick your best drive, pick your best next shot. Hard as shit all the way back. Jack Nicholas design. It's an amazing day and we're looking very much forward to it, but I think we're going to be sold out here within a week. So I appreciate the feedback from everybody. Uh, let me get to a couple of them here. First and foremost, off of Al Galdi's appearance yesterday. This one from Kenneth Hesser, more Galdi and wrestling. Zabe, Al has been my favorite guest slash producer of yours since the FSR days. I call them the XM days. When I flip between you and Howard Stern on my commute. Well, that is high praise. Meaning mostly to you as Howard was normally off. <laughs> Love the wrestling talk, Al's encyclopedic knowledge. He also seems like a great dude. He is, absolutely. Have a good one, and I was just in town for a Phillies-Nats game this weekend. Had a great time, sincerely. Kenny in Florida. Appreciate that email, Kenny. Uh, This one from Aaron Kaladny. He writes a few things. One, from last week, your listener Carol's take was correct. The Ladies' Lunch podcast was meh at best. I'm sure they're great ladies, but even the best broads can't help but drop bits of rah-rah estrogen bombs that many listeners can't help steeping in. On Monday's podcast, you explain your idea to sprinkle in more of you to the show, and I agree. In fact, I think a lot of your listeners would prefer that in place of some of your guests. You are why we are tuning in, yes, but guests help bring the best out in me. I bring out the best in them, I hope, or I try, and it keeps things you know, variety is the spice of life. I don't think a me-only podcast every day would work. I mean, it worked to a certain extent. I don't think it would be as popular. To add some icing to the above point, people appreciate your perspectives, your delivery, your humor, the whole package. Your audience likely has a higher IQ than the run-of-the-mill sports show audience. I mean, who with any level of intellect could sit through, insert name of any mainstream sports guy or gal, or these other nauseating loudmouths. So you must bring a more thought-out viewpoint, which you always do, and I think people also value the fact that you do not shift who you are. You are a sensible voice, and it's a breath of fresh air. Trust me. We welcome anything traditional anymore, and you are it. I'd also venture to bet that your social designs, though laced with common sense, has probably held you back professionally at some level, or hindered an opportunity you'd thrive in. Like, say, opposite Skip Skip Bayless. Ha ha. Which is unfortunate. Though I'm not paying your bills. Well, nothing over five bucks a month at least. Yes, ding, ding, ding. If you would like to be a subscriber, go to zabe.com slash premium. Sign up for Fridays here on the ZabeCast. Five bucks a month. You get a month free if you sign up for a year. Go month to month. Cancel anytime. I appreciate it. I still ask that you don't change. Even if there is another non-woke sports show out there, I'm just too lazy to look. God's blessing, Aaron Kalodny. Then there's this from Mark Calling. Looks like Liv is cleared for takeoff. This is Tara Command. Uh, Liv, uh, Liv, you're cleared to takeoff. Holy smoke, Steed. Looks like Liv not only got off the runway, but found a gate and a ramp agent to pull the complete flight into a PGA slash DP airport. Can't wait to get your initial reaction while we all wait for the details. Oh, crap. Got to listen to your The Game podcast today to see if the story broke while you were on the air. And it did not. Later on, Steez. Mark in Indiana. Yeah, we'll talk about it on The Game on Wednesday, which is today, but it'll be tomorrow as I'm recording this. It broke literally as the show was ending. I was in five wide, handing off to Kuhn and Butch and Armin. The story broke. I had to check it again, make sure it wasn't a joke. Check it a second time, wait for other people to react. And then I was there in stunned silence, gobsmacked, heads sewn to my carpet. You've got to be fucking kidding me. But they weren't. 
And again, we're very early in this. My analogy was I thought the Live Tour was a gold-plated, loaded with gold bullion, 747, with a long runway, but was never going to fly, was never going to clear the trees at the end of the runway. And I use that analogy for a lot of different things, but especially new events that I might be trying to stand up. And I'll say, you know, I have an idea for an event, whether it's a Vegas or a golf tournament or whatever. I just the first year, I just want to clear the trees at the end of the runway. You get over those trees, you get flying, then you can get it up in the air. But that's the first thing, first and foremost, get something started, get it off the runway. I don't know if the live tour with this gets off the runway. They might have been lumbering down the runway and then the tower made them an offer they couldn't refuse to say, come on in, park at this gate, we'll deplane your passengers, we'll get them rebooked on a new flight, on a new airline that combines our airlines and then we will just park your gold bullion 747, which will not ever fly. And we'll use the money for it later to fund all this other stuff. I don't know what the analogy is, but still, it's going to be wild. iOS 17 is finally going to let you type fucking. They will not try to correct you to ducking. (laughs) This has always been one of the dumbest things ever. It came out in the Worldwide Developers Conference on Tuesday for Apple that they unveiled an improved and more sophisticated autocorrect feature, which makes cussing a whole lot easier. Why on earth it couldn't quickly scan your previous text messages and see the word fucking, 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 this fucking guy. I can't believe that fucking shot. What, uh, why is he such a fucking moron, this coach? And go, eh, you know what? I don't think this person here, my user, is trying to say ducking. I mean, ducking is a word. You were ducking the branches as you ran through the woods, but it doesn't seem like it works right here. McDonald's announces debut of new Grimace birthday meal and shake starting June 12th. Oh, the kids are going to love this. It's Grimace's birthday, by the way. New Grimace birthday meal featuring a limited edition purple shake. (gasps) Oh my God. Will it taste like grape? (laughs) The Grimace birthday meal also comes with the choice of a Big Mac or 10-piece chicken McNuggets and the brand signature. Wait, Big Big Mac? What kid eats a Big Mac birthday meal? (laughs) Is this birthday meal designed for adults? Dateline, Dumb Ways to Almost Die. Dumb Ways to Die. So many dumb ways to die. Saw this headline and thought, okay, this is a hell of a dumb way to die story. Turns out the woman in question, thankfully, did not die. Headline, Wild Goat Pushes Woman Off Cliff, comma, Knocks Friend Unconscious, in Rampage. Meh. The lead in the NewYorkPost.com story is it was a bad situation. <laughs> See, when I first read that, I go, holy shit, you can't write that lead for somebody who was killed. However, the woman survived. So I guess when whenever somebody survives, even though they had a harrowing, horrible, and seriously injurious incident, you're allowed to write funny cutesy leads and headlines. That's the rules. I don't make them up. One hiker was nearly killed after a wild goat attacked her and her two friends while they were traversing the Alpujara Hills in southern Spain. The 64-year-old Belgian woman was charged by the aggressive wild Iberian Ibex and forced off a 65-foot high cliff. Luckily, the fall was not fatal and the adventurer managed to land on a ledge that kept her safe from the attacking animal. She did suffer two broken wrists. The remaining two hikers were seriously wounded after the goat knocked one of them unconscious. See, that's the kind of thing where you think, all right, if shit got real with me and a goat, 
Yeah, I'd have to watch out for the horns, but I'd, I'd fuck that goat up. I'd show him what's what. Sweep the leg. I'd dodge the horns. I'd jump on its back. I'd grab it by the horns. And I'd twist its neck. And I'd say, what the fuck are you doing, man? But no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Uh, thankfully, a passing shepherd found the besieged tourists and called in the Mountain Rescue and Intervention Group to help evacuate. It got me to thinking, though, had the woman died and had people who knew her had to go, well, they would have to go back to their normal lives, how would they then tell friends and acquaintances who had not heard of what happened to Gladys when she was hiking in the southern Spain hills? What? I, oh, have you seen Gladys lately? Actually, no. Oh, really? What? Where? Where is she still on vacation? What's going on? Hey, yeah. She died. Oh, she died. How'd she die? Uh, yeah, goat pushed her off a cliff. What? Uh, yeah, goat died by uh, goat cliff. Goat cliff dead. That's that. Very, very sad. Yeah, very sad. She was uh, she was about to celebrate an anniversary, but uh, yeah, there you go. Dateline workplaces. Farmers insurance workers blast return to office mandate. Quote, I sold my house. The employees at the insurance giant farmers group who sold their houses and moved after they were told they would be allowed to remain remote last year are furious over the company's requirement that they return to the office at least three days per week. Farmers Group CEO Raul Vargas, who recently took over for the California-based company, reversed his predecessor's policy of allowing most employees to work from home. His about face on remote workers sparked a deluge of angry responses from farmers' employees who took to the firm's internal social media platform and posted messages filled with angry and crying emojis. That ain't going to help. And then you're just going to out yourself as one of those problem workers. I sold my house and moved closer to my grandkids, one employee said in the claims division. So sad that I made a huge financial decision based on a lie. Well, that was our policy at the time, and now uh, we have a new policy. The farmer's spokesperson told the Post, emerging from the pandemic, the farmer's leadership team has decided the organization will move to a hybrid work environment beginning in September. A blended approach that we believe will allow us to continue offering the flexibility that we all value while reaping the benefits of the office environment. They said that a uh, in, in-person working will lead to greater collaboration, communication, and uh, development of blah, blah. What is the phrase? I mean, just it's such bullshit. Collaboration, creativity, and innovation. How much creativity is there required in an insurance company? It's just numbers. Numbers and scale. But this is once again one of the things that has shaken out of the pandemic. Farmers knows goddamn well that their employees could do the job just as easily from home or from wherever. You track their progress, make sure they're doing whatever they're supposed to be doing, keep benchmarks. If they do it from home, they do it with a baby in their lap. They do it from a train, do it from the back porch. Fuck cares. But they care because they have huge office real estate bills that are due. And so they're going to stick it to the workers because it ain't about stuff like collaboration, creativity, and innovation. It's about, you know, well, we got to make them come to work. We can't just have these buildings sit empty. All right, let's a uh, couple things before we get to Marty Conway real quick here. I thought of a couple sound bites as this story broke as I was stunned and just gobsmacked over it. All right. You ready for the three sound bites? Uh, three sound bites slash, let's say, uh analogies. How about that? That I immediately go, oh, this reminds me of whatever. Three of them. Here we go. First of all, uh, <laughs> nothing better than the uh, Griswold surprised, Clark. Oh, shit, I'm surprised. surprised? 
Surprised, Eddie? <laughs> if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. <laughs> yeah. The next thing I thought of was Gilbert Gottfried with the, what do I have in this hand? Wait a second, I've got an idea. Is there something that I have in this office that I could hand to you and that would make you kind of forget that you're holding those uh, little pink tickets there? What are you trying to say, sir? I Like you'd be holding something in that hand and this hand you'd forget about. This hand you'd be concentrating on. That hand you'd go, what? What did I what? have there? I don't What was remember. the live tour? Oh, you mean like if I had um, $200 in this hand? Ouch, let go of my arm. $200. Ouch, please. I'm robbing you. That's what I'm doing. Here's one, here's two. They're real crisp. <laughs> the second one I thought of was Breaking Bad when Walter White blows up Gus Fring, calls home to Skyler, and she said, what happened? And his two-word answer became iconic in the series, along with the phrase, you're goddamn right it is. Jesus, Walt, the news here. Gus Fring is dead. He was blown up along with some person from some Mexican cartel, and the DEA has no idea what to make of it. Do you know about this? Walt, I need you to... It's over. We're safe. Was this you? What happened? I won. God, I'm telling you, I got I got a little bit of a chill right there. Listen to it. It's such brilliant television and acting. The way he says, I won with a crack in his voice. And then maybe the best analogy, and I didn't think of this right away. A listener tweeted it to me, and I was like, God damn, you're right. The Michael Scott Paper Company reabsorption into Dunder Mifflin negotiation between Michael Scott and David Wallace. Michael, in order to expedite these negotiations, we are prepared to make you a very generous offer. And we are prepared to reject that offer. Michael, you haven't even heard. Never accept their first offer. What is your second offer? $12,000. Are you kidding me? That is insultingly low. I don't even want to hear what your first offer was. What do you hear? Here's the situation. Your company is four weeks old. I know this business. I know what suppliers are charging. I know you can't be making very much money. I don't know how your prices are so low, but I know it can't keep up that way. I'm sure you're scared, probably in debt. It's the best offer you're going to get. I'll see your situation and I'll raise you a situation. Your company is losing clients left and right. You have a stockholder meeting coming up and you're going to have to explain to them why your most profitable branch is bleeding. So they may be looking for a little change in the CFO. So I don't think I need to wait out Dunder Mifflin. I think I just have to wait out you. Do you realize what you're asking for here? You're talking about salary plus health benefits. And dental this time. Insurance, taxes, Social Security for three people? This is a heck of a lot more than 60 grand. You're talking about a multi-million dollar buyout. These are our demands. Your company cannot be worth that much. Our company is worth nothing. (laughs) That's the difference between you and I. Business isn't about money to me, David. If tomorrow my company goes under, I will just start another paper company. And then another and another and another. I have no shortage of company names. Michael. That's one of them. Yes. These are our demands. This is what we want. Our balls are in your court. (laughs) Okay. Deal. Okay. Can we have the room, please? Oh, oh my God! God. Yes! Can you believe it? Yeah, no doubt that sounds like the team room for the Range Goats after this deal, but just three sound bites, four actually, that came to mind as this 
incredible news came down on a Tuesday morning. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, Marty Conway, professor of sports business, law, marketing, and more from Georgetown University. You are listening to the Zabecast. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know, maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, ZULU, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Okay, with that said, for more on this stunning news in the world of not just golf, but we're talking worldwide billion trillion dollar global sporting business. Our friend Marty Conway, professor of sports law, marketing business, and everything else at Georgetown University. Take your victory lap, Mr. Live Boy. Although even you did not predict this, Marty. At any point. No, but let me just preface this by saying it all comes down to the greatest movie in the history of movie making, which is the Godfather one. 
And the best scene in Godfather 1 is exactly what happened here, which is leave the gun, take Take the the cannoli. cannoli. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's exactly, the PGA has taken the cannoli, which is the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia's money, because realizing that that money was going to be spent either elsewhere, not with not with PGA tour events and all that, and they were feeling the pressure, had to be feeling the pressure of having to elevate into $20 million purses and various designated events and to play in that space. You don't want to play against somebody who, number one, will litigate until you know, until the very end. And number yeah. two, has money coming out of the ground. Right. It's literally oil money. And as long as it's there. So Jay Monahan did this bombshell and he decided, frankly, to leave the gun and take the cannoli. And I think that's kind of what it comes down to. That's a good one. I just played, because I think like you do at times as well, in analogous pop culture references, I played three bites that I thought were appropriate. One is the Gilbert Gottfried ticket scene from 48 Hours. Uh, or Beverly Hills Cop, excuse me. Uh, what do I have in this hand that would make this just go away here? Uh, that's number one. Number two was Breaking Bad when Walter White has just blown off half of Gus Fring's face and killed him, and he calls Skyler, and she says, what happened? And he just says, I, I won. That's the second bite I played. And the third bite, maybe the best, was the Michael Scott Paper Company buyout negotiation in the office where he explained to David Wallace, look, I'll just keep making more paper companies and and fucking with your business. And you are going to be the one feeling the pressure. I just have to outlast you. So in other words, like you said, the Saudis have a mountain of money. And there's more under the ground where that mountain came from. So they probably saw this latest legal ruling that I saw wash across my eyes of, yeah, no, we're not throwing this out. We want to hear more about it, which let both sides really focus on. Do you want 10 years of litigation or more? Or do you want to cut a deal? And that's when they sat down and they came to my last analogy here, the Sopranos reference, Marty, when Johnny Sack and Tony Soprano in the hospital agree there's enough garbage for everybody. (laughs) And so the garbage root theory goes like this. Liv realizes our U.S. events suck. Nobody comes. Nobody cares. We're in Tulsa, for God's sakes. What are we doing in Tulsa? But our event in Australia was a smash hit. Our yeah. event in Indonesia was great. Yeah. China okay. is completely untapped. Guess what? Yeah. Yeah. Let's leave the garbage out of the U.S. to the tour. Yeah. Uh, DP, they're cheap. They can have Europe. We'll take right. everything else. And then we just yeah. need to negotiate terms of guys like Kepka and DJ popping back on the tour for four yeah. or five events. And yeah. everyone is copacetic. Garbage yeah. routes. Yeah. Yeah, and there also had to be pressure from, you know, the four majors also to say, hey, th- stop putting us in the middle. Stop right. stop asking us to not invite, you know, this golfer or that golfer because, look, Kepka's proved that, you know, you put some of those top golfers in, TV ratings go up, purses go up, et cetera. But the bottom line was this. It comes down to would you rather pay lawyers or would you rather pay golfers? And in that case – they were going to pay lawyers for the next five or 10 years, a lot of money, probably more than they would have ended up paying some of the golfers. And so look, this is not a surprise, whether it's the world hockey league or the American football league or others, at some point there becomes an opportunity you have. And, but once that opportunity presents itself, that window appears when it looks like, yes, litigation could go further. We don't know what's going to happen. You have to strike now. Clearly, Jay Monahan did not feel comfortable with sharing this information, even with his closest confidants in the players advisor group, because oh. when they met at the Memorial tournament, they didn't talk about it. Now they're having a special uh, meeting right. you know, in all places in Canada. Right. So um, <laughs> this must have been done between just a handful of people. And uh, hopefully somebody's going to write that book about the TikTok on how this finally came down. Yeah. Yeah. The, the power of money. And the power of a lot of money cannot be overstated, even though we all try to overstate it all the time, talking about it's all about the money, it's always about the money. It's still, we don't we don't fully appreciate the full force of insane amounts of money 
And that's well, what and this look, was. And yeah, and look at the counterbalance that is happening over the last five, now 10 years of where that money is coming from. Because in the Gulf region and in the MENA, North, um, Middle East, North Africa region, they are having to diversify out of a, an economy completely based on natural resources. And their first step was to invest in real estate in places like London and Paris and Indonesia and all these other places. But now they've realized we can, we can diversify into the entertainment world, which includes sports as a part of it. And that is something that the Western world is going to have to rationalize now that the money is no longer right. exclusively coming out of North America or Western Europe, right. but there are other parts of the world where it's going to come from. And how do they rationalize that? That's what the media and others. So I, I, look, I'm happy to be positioned. Like you said in the beginning as as the live guy, I don't think that I think of just generally, you're going to have to start looking at that region of the world differently for all of the issues that come with it because they're going to continue to be a factor and a force for major events like the Olympics and the World Cup, but also now major events in golf and tennis and the other global sports um, for the next decade or two. Money is water. It flows places. It wants to flow places. And you can only sort of dam it up for so long. Like once enough of these shakes in Saudi had built their insane mansions and bought their jets and boats and built these actual ski hills that were inside like you've seen those refrigerated ski hills inside in saudi eventually once they were done with all those small toys and as the water meaning the money from the oil being pulled out of the ground which the globe needs kept accumulating it had to flow somewhere so now it's going to spill out into the rest of the globe into other ventures like golf and like sports and it's changing the landscape and, and it's, poor Jay Monahan, he got caught in the flood, didn't he? You said he's cooked. I, I look, I think so. I think there's going to be issues with his players, players and others. And now, how does he confront this with the media? How does he rationalize taking PIF money when they regaled against it and, and talked about it as blood money, et cetera? That first press conference back here in the U.S it's going to be really, really difficult for him to rationalize this. He's going to talk about all the great things that are going to come from it. But I think in this case, I don't know that he or Greg Norman actually survived this. I think ultimately within the next two years, there's a new set of leadership that is more global, that is more diversified, um, that probably all parties can agree on that don't have this in their backgrounds and and they'll be satisfied to go away. I think long-term, but I do, I think there was a lot of pressure, not only from golfers, but from sponsors and others. There just wasn't enough money, Zabe, from the networks and sponsors to have $20 million designated events, all these other kind of things. And the players were saying, you're asking me to play more and more now. And this is exactly what we didn't want to do. And so eventually this will settle out starting next year. And I think you'll eventually see new leadership come in, both in the European Tour and probably in the PGA, uh, that both parties can recognize as sort of neutral, didn't have anything to do with the riff, and uh, there's enough money to pay people to go away. Was Rory, my boy, the fair-haired Irish lad, was Rory duped, or is he as sanctimonious and two-faced as Monaghan himself? I'll hang he, up. I'll hang up and listen to your answer <laughs> off the air, as they say. I, I think he was duped on this. I look at he he the, what he positioned this in in his media appearances. He seemed to be authentic. I don't I don't think there's anything. I, I think he saw this as a as a black and white issue, and I think the way it was presented to him. Look, they must have presented this as this is our plan for the long term: designated events, more money, et cetera. And he bought into that. But this is also somebody, Rory, who decade, who less than a decade ago was making money and making appearances throughout the Gulf region. Let's be on that. He's had sponsors right. on his on all of his gear. So I think it was disingenuous for him to turn on this. And I think he will be somebody that probably turns the screws into Monaghan and others and says, look what you've done to my reputation here. Where do I go? You know, where do I like, like I think it was in the movie broadcast news. Right. Where do I go to get my reputation back? Yeah. Um, and that's what he's going to have to work on. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I almost think that maybe he knew this was coming as far back as Hilton Head 
And that's why he took time off because he was so stunned and pissed about the news. He yeah. was like, fuck it. I need some time to just chill out and absorb this all. But maybe not because you said how tightly kept this was up until the last minute. I mean, this this, this stunned me. This I was truly like uh, Clark yeah. Griswold in Christmas Vacation. Surprise. <laughs> surprise. Surprise, Teddy. <laughs> if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. I mean, I saw the report. I saw it. I checked it. I kept refreshing going, I don't want to get duped by one of these fake reports. And then we confirmed it in the last 10 minutes of my show this morning. And people were texting in going, is Zabe all right? He sounds like he is dumbstruck. And I was, I was dumbstruck, but I was also reading as much as I could as it flowed in on social media. It's a, it's a surprising thing that said, so let's, let's deal with a couple of these different threads here as this thing is going to evolve. The players that jumped to the live apparently, according to early reports, are going to have to pay a fine to come back to the PGA Tour. Sure. Uh, look, it's just it's just money that so much is that a fine or in a year and a half, are they not going to get some, uh, you know, stipend that they were that had been agreed to, you know, a year or, or so ago? I, I don't think it's a, it's a rounding error. I don't think it's anything that they'll ever miss. But we'll look, what they are able to do is they are able to go back to some of the sponsors now or other sponsors in categories that they lost and simply say, look, cooler heads have prevailed. Here's an opportunity. So will there be some penalty to come back? Perhaps. perhaps? I just don't know what that serves. It's like fines in the NFL or the NHL. Like, where does that money go? And what, what's the purpose of it? I you, think they'd be better off putting the money to better use. Right. You go to Genesis and you say, you know what? The LA Open is not going to cost you $10 million this year. We, we've yeah. Cooler heads have prevailed, and it's only five or it's six, and that's when they go, oh, okay, well, yeah, for that it makes sense to us. It, the, the tour's notion was, well, we'll just elevate all our events, and we'll pull money from here, and we'll do this, we'll do that. It was like when Homer Simpson wanted to buy Lisa a pony, so he started working pretty much around the clock and was found asleep on the floor at the Quickie Mart because he was taking shifts there. It was an unsustainable idea by Monaghan. Yeah, I know, and I never thought, just based on some of the folks I know in the corporate world, that they were ever going to be able to sustain the kind of purses and things that were expected of them. They were struggling at this point, you know, in order to draw fields and to draw fans. And there, the other thing too is there's not NFL media money behind this, right? There's not going to be a substantial windfall in media as a part of this. Correct. So that, that was another element that the networks weren't coming in and backing the PGA tour and saying, we're behind you hundred percent. Here's another hundred percent on our media deal in order to do that. So there were a lot of issues, but at the end of the day, when we talked about this before, the threat of an antitrust lawsuit here was really, really the leverage point because you start asking the networks to come in and testify. You start asking corporate sponsors to come in and testify, you know, under discovery. They're saying not interested in that work something out. And they went to Jay Monahan one by one and probably said, if there's a way out, we want you to take it because we're not going into uh, testimony and, and yeah. give private testimony about what we did or didn't say, who we Who'd talked to. Who would you meet with? What would you say? I don't recall. Oh, really? You know, don't perjure yourself because we've got this phone conversation, blah, blah, blah. Sounds like a real headache nightmare for a lot of guys. So they avoid that. It's also, you know, the PGA Tour, or not the PGA Tour, but golf, had the unofficial silly season in other parts of the globe, usually from September through to January, where guys would flit off and they would do a thing here and do a thing there, and appearance money was perfectly fine. In a way, the live tour, or as I call it, the boombox and shorts tour, has a chance to become the official sanctioned silly season tour of sorts, where they can push these absurd team concept names and the crushers and the cliques and whatnot. And that will be good enough for them. They will get international traction, I believe. I think that's possible too, Zabe. And look, they can do that during the NFL season because here in the U.S., there was no interest in tournaments during September, October, November. But in Indonesia and Australia and some of the other places, perfectly fine to do that. Put your team events in there, do mini series, do mini tournaments, do a piece of that where you can work your way in a patchwork around the globe, but from, you know, 
February until August, the heat is primarily going to be on in the U.S. and North America is a part of it, uh, with the exception of the majors, you know, the British Open, the, the Open Championship. But there are other places that want golf and they want it in different ways. And I think that's probably what they'll figure out is how do we divvy up the world in different ways and we can play our team championships and other things just like the Davis Cup used to be. Here's when we'll do that. And here's the amount of money if you want to opt in, you know, here, here's an opportunity to do it. But this will rationalize all of that and put money back into the the middle of golf instead of, like I said, heading towards uh, law firms, legal fees, and other things that go with it. I'd say let's go winners, losers, and put a wrap on it for now. There'll be more to come. But uh, biggest winner, I'm going to be a shill for the game I love is golf. It's a win for the game of golf. The sport continues to elevate. It's now more global. And the best players will be at the events that matter, the majors, as well as, you know, the four to five tour events that are worth a damn, you know, Bay Hill, Memorial, et cetera. And you'll still have your grinders, the guys who are on the up and coming and trying to make it you know, on tour, the uh, Th- Sahith Thagalas and the other guys you saw on uh, the Netflix documentary. So golf is a big winner. Norman's a winner because he's been vindicated. Mickelson is a winner. The majors and the organizations, the PGA of America and the USGA, they're winners because they avoid all of this now. Any other winners aside from the Saudis, of course, who win because of their money? The the Saudi Public Investment Fund, the the more that that, that money can be sanctioned, look, They've they've put they've spent it in global soccer with Newcastle and other you know they're bringing players you know Ronaldo and others to Saudi Arabia that public investment fund I think will start to <clears throat> excuse me start to look more clean to people and more legitimate uh, and in the past up to this point it's been purely purely considered blood money right. by the Western media but at some point they're going to have to rationalize that away so I think the for the rest of the world, the rest of the world of golf in, in the Gulf region and other places that deserve quality fields and to not have that split, I think that's probably where they grow. Because that's where, the, as I said, that's where the new money is. That's where the new money coming into the game through corporate sponsors and, and just patrons and fans is right. coming in from. And they're willing to pay big dollars to see certain players play in specific tournaments. And now I think they're going to be able to get that. Biggest loser has to be Monaghan whose uh, tenure as a tour uh, boss is not probably very long for the world. He's going to have the guys like Rory and others who stayed and fought for him absolutely livid, MFing him on the phone night and day, if not engineering a coup, if that's what it takes. And I'm not even sure that's what it's going to take. But his legacy has been certainly trashed by that. Some of the guys who thought about jumping but didn't and might have missed out on a bunch of money, they're big losers in this. Who else is a big loser in this? So I, I think you're right about that. Look, I think the inside kitchen cabinet of Monaghan, whoever that is, the board of directors, the players advisory committee that sort of backed all that. But I don't want to walk away from the fact that some of the individuals, whether it's a Phil Mickelson and others, I don't think they're clear winners here because I do think they got dragged through the mud in a way that they didn't necessarily need to do it. So I think a guy like Kepka or Dustin Johnson, probably a clear winner. But some of the others that engaged in the mudslinging and all that back and forth, maybe it's, you know, you don't look at Phil Mickelson as the same anymore. There's going to be people that are going to, you know, there were books written about him that probably wouldn't have been written had he not taken the positions that he did. So I think there's a few people like that that I would put in both the winner and loser category uh, long term as this plays out. Yeah. Well, money does run and rule the world. Whether you want to yeah. believe it or not. Yeah, the color that runs through all of these sports is green, and it's money, and it comes from corporate sponsors, media companies, naming rights, all those types of things. And that's going to continue. And now we've seen where it's going to go for the future. Marty, is always a pleasure, my friend. As the Chinese proverb once said, may you live in interesting times. <laughs> Good well, to be with you, Zane. Well, here Thanks. we are. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Marty. See you. You just don't don't want the times to be too interesting. Like I've been talking about with AI and with possible UFOs. That's all. And no, I don't like living under some kind of global corporate caliphate. 
that would not be of interest to me, but did just turn 55. Even with the best practices, working out, eating healthy, I got less left than I've already burned. So let's get to living, have some fun, laugh, make friends, and do what you love more important than anything else. And that's my message for the day. And somebody, ch- oh, I forgot to mention Biggest Loser, Chambly and Eamon Lynch. Oh my God. Those two guys. This ain't over until somebody crying Jordan memes Brandel Chambly. Then it's official. We can put a bow on it. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have yourself a Cracker Jack Wednesday, and we will see you tomorrow. And I know it's gonna be Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag.